0: And happy Halloween week! You are listening to Wicked Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities. Here with the amazing Ken, the Invisible Professor Lou
1: Again, the camera's down. Jeez, <laughs> turn that camera!
0: What the hell? Turn that camera!
1: <laughs> we'll get it right one of these days. So you're much more chipper. Are you seeing the light at the end of the October tunnel? No. No. <laughs> well i'm
0: i'm i'm trying really hard tree one of the most dramatic settings to do our talk in bill ricca and um it will always be memorable for some some pretty cool reasons so we um it was it it, was a great night it was a great night we did the uh, spirits of massachusetts last tuesday at the Billerica Library. There were over 100 people that showed Full up. Whole house. Which was pretty amazing. Wow. We gave ourselves some time to get down to Billerica, so we got to stop in one of their old cemeteries and take a whole bunch of pictures, which was fabulous. I got coffee. That was important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, Ken got coffee. Well. I know. <laughs> and as we strolled up to the library, the sky was, like, black, and Ken's like, I think I hear thunder, and I'm like, no, 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 there's no thunder. Ominous. And we stood in the parking lot, and Ken's like, "No, I hear thunder," (laughs) and I was like, "Really?" And Ken's like, "I think we better get inside." So we grabbed our stuff, got inside the library, which by the way, one of the most beautiful, well-run libraries I have spoken to in Really my
2: nice library.
1: Hmm.
0: Really amazing library. It used to be city hall and I was going to say was it,
1: the library built for the library or it, used it was, to, it was a built a converted for city built. hall. Yeah. It
0: was phenomenal and So
1: it's how how, how, modern. how old is the building?
0: Well, the 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 structure itself was probably about nineteen hundred, but it's all been modernized and updated oh, yes. and it's amazing library.
2: Tastefully updated.
0: Oh, very tastefully updated. And, and
2: she spoke in the Great Hall, which had this big arched roof and it was just, it was all set up for speaking. And,
0: yeah, and huge windows behind us, and people started coming in. It was very early. People got there like a quarter to six, and the talk was at seven. So the room filled up pretty quickly. And it's funny because the folks at the library were like, oh, well, you know, we only usually get like half the people that sign up for these events. And we're looking around, oh, no, and we're no. like, um, oh, no, I think up. everybody's here. I think,
2: I think they were even surprised. Yeah,
0: I think so too. And they were super nice. So as I stood up, <laughs> to do well, the presentation the, yeah the
2: sky opened up
0: the sky opened up and it started to pour like buckets
2: crazy thunder and lightning shaking wow. the building
0: and uh i got up to do the the first story uh from haunted massachusetts that i did aside from my own was that of half-hanged mary which was mary webster and she's a woman who was a uh, accused of witchcraft out in western Massachusetts back in the mid 1600s and it's just an amazing story one of her descendants was Margaret Atwood who wrote The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. and the book's actually dedicated to Mary Webster so I'm up there extolling the stories of this woman and it's just such a dramatic tale and what was happening Ken?
2: Well behind her in the screen there, there's a row of arched windows with the seven eight, you know that classy kind of spider webbing. And they're, to they're, it.
0: they're probably like 15 foot high windows. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're huge. So the lightning bolts are flashing across nice. the sky behind her.
1: That's called production value. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's like we couldn't have planned it. You know, yeah. The lightning's cracking across the windows and bolts and purple flashes. It was amazing. People were like, whoa. <laughs> so it
0: was just thunder and lightning as I was telling the ghost stories and you could see it. And then, um, of course, Of course, after we left, uh, we went to dinner and realized that just a couple of towns away, uh, the beautiful church over there was struck by lightning and burned to the ground that same night.
2: Wow. You might have seen it in the news. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I posted it on our our Facebook page. So that was the same night, so... It was a, a, one of the most dramatic evenings for storytelling that that I can imagine in recent memory. But
2: the crowd loved it. Oh that no, the crowd so was so into it. The
0: crowd was great, and it was good that Ken was there because it, it could have turned into a mob scene. a Newton or Derry, New <laughs> Hampshire scenario because it was a literal mob. Yep. And Ken had a field half the people, and I had a field to the other half of the people.
2: Teamwork, it works.
0: It's hard. I mean, when when it breaks and everybody is like, "Hey, I got a story to tell you," and oh, yeah. Ken picked up a, a million stories from people that, that who were just dying oh, yeah. to tell you. So uh, luckily, some good problems
2: so work it is. working crowd control, working the field. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, so we're we're gonna get him a taser.
2: Yeah, and no books
1: walked out of the. No
0: building? books. Books walked out, but they were paid for. But they were yeah. paid for. In <laughs> so <they> were <laughs> paid, yeah. Paid
2: for. So she had this big receiving line of people waiting to get their books signed.
0: So it was it was great though. It was a
2: great time. Everybody was awesome. Lots of good questions.
0: Yeah, lots of good questions and lots of good stories and they asked um one of the questions from the audience was, you know, do you have any stories from Bill Ricka? And I said, well, I have a I have a friend that just told me a couple weeks ago that there's some great haunted spots here and one of the places I had heard was about the haunted nunnery and it was like the you whole were at a, room was you, like Woo, You were like yeah. at a concert and said the name of the town that you were in. Oh yeah. Like The whole audience was like, yeah, and I was like, wow, you guys are pretty yeah. excited about a haunted yeah. nunnery.
2: They're, they're actually they're pretty big on their history in the town, yeah. so, you so, know. so good it's, for them.
1: It's Bill Ricca. There's not a lot going on. Oh. <laughs> it's a big castle <laughs> though. So much traffic <laughs> yeah. at,
2: in rush hour.
1: Yep.
0: But their enthusiasm was great, yes. so, so shout out to Bill Ricca. Definitely. And, and it does exist. It's really there. They have a coffee so how shop. how are you going to
1: top that next year?
0: Oh, don't eat, Lou! Don't put that energy out there. <laughs> it's
2: it's going to be arenas now, at theaters. Oh God, I don't know what we'll I, see.
0: I, yeah, I, right. how many I,
2: thunder and lightning storms do you get in October normally?
0: I I, I know that's yeah. I couldn't believe it.
2: So it's it's rare. So she got to start off her talk with it was a dark and stormy night. I did. <laughs> did, did you? And, I did. you? Slay them.
1: They love yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I said you know I think it's appropriate to start this evening with it was a dark and stormy night and everybody's like yeah.
1: Did you get a thunder clap? Did.
0: Did the universe close. help you out? It
1: was,
2: oh, it was, it was pretty was, close. Uh, it, was, it was flashing and clapping all around.
1: So. Oh, yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was the best. So really, super cool.
1: Yeah.
0: But Good um, time. we'll we'll see because I've already gotten. Well, Ken's um, gonna have
1: to find a way to take this on the road now. You guys are gonna have to produce your own thunder and lightning.
0: <laughs> Do you think you're need capable some of special that? effects.
1: You get a Bose sound system yeah. and
0: some <laughs> sound effects, strobe lights,
1: and yeah. We can do this. We
0: will, we will try. But um, we, we've already received requests from uh, Ashland, Massachusetts. Get one what, what of those
1: cages? Get a, what is it, a Faraday the cage? The Faraday cage. Yeah, get a Faraday yeah. cage. Yeah. Take that on a road.
2: Or at least those Tesla coils that make the arc and they zap yeah. and oh zap my God.
0: and zap. Well, you don't <laughs> want to zap us out either,
2: though. <laughs> Just don't touch Light it. Light
0: ourselves on fire. But it was really super awesome. So um, we're going to see, because we've got some more places that are starting to work its way onto the schedule for next year. So like I said, Ashland, Massachusetts just contacted us. And I had to really look at the map to see where they were, even though I'm, I'm from Massachusetts. and I know. Um, We're excited. So we'll we'll have all that information up as we start booking for next year. Yeah, already looking it. I'm ahead. not
1: surprised when I don't know where a Massachusetts town is. Why? Because there are a lot of them I don't know where they are. But well, I'm surprised when I haven't heard of one. When someone comes over of the Massachusetts town and I just haven't heard of it before. That surprises me. I've noticed that because you'd be like,
2: what, there's, there's a town I haven't heard of? Yeah. <laughs> You've done this before, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like Bill Ricker, for example. You know, Up until a few years ago, I couldn't drive to Bill Ricker.
3: <laughs> I knew generally
1: where it was. <laughs> Always kind of go around it. Yeah. Right down, it's Boxford right now. I, I know <laughs> generally where Boxford is, but I couldn't get there on a bet.
0: Boxford is, re- is really sweet. There is supposed to be the witch house in Boxford that we went yeah. by. Mm-hmm. There's the the farm that is supposed to be haunted by a witch. And there's a great little cemetery in Boxford Center that we went to oh, a nice. few years ago. It's actually in our cemetery book. We've got pictures of the gravestones mm-hmm. in Boxford.
1: Swampscott's another one. Really? I know. Swamska, I know vaguely where it is. Yeah, but I don't know if I could get there. Well, I mean, if you've ever I had to go
2: from Lynn to Marblehead, you have. Yeah, to it's to right in between.
1: Yep. I haven't, so, I haven't so made you, that particular trip, but okay.
2: passed through and um not even know it.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: It's always a learning experience. Yeah. Yep. We are continuing our series on Talking to Ghosties, and we have a special treat for you also at the end of the show, a little something that we talked uh, about last week, so we're gonna have a lot coming up. In uh, Courtney from Seaside Shadows and Ghost Tours in Mystic, Connecticut, which will be cool, because Ken, you and I were just in Mystic last year.
2: We were, it wasn't that long ago.
0: No, so I'm gonna be interested to see if she covers any of the places that we
4: visited Mm -hmm. while we
0: were in town last year, which is really super cool. Hey, how are
4: you? Good. How you doing?: I'm pretty good. I'm just uh winding up my energy from last night's tour so I can go out again tonight. <laughs> We're in the
0: same boat as you. It, it's like kind of pulling out the reserves right now for the last week, wouldn't you say?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Every day I wake up,
0: I'm like, oh, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> the season's not over yet. <laughs> no, but
4: that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
0: No, it's it's it, it's a great thing. It's just you get into this mode where it's constantly, I mean, for us, where, you know, we're three or four tours a day and it's like, "Ooh, all right, we got time to eat. We might have a chance to go to the bathroom and that's about it. And we're right back at it.
4: Yeah, 100%. I'm with you on that. <laughs>
0: So, Courtney, we were actually down in um, Mystic, Connecticut last September for about a week, and, and we love the whole area of Mystic and Stonington, and it's just a just gorgeous architecture mm-hmm. and such rich history. I, I'm so excited to hear from you, like, what you guys do down there and what some of the ghost stories are.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mystic is, is gorgeous, and it's one of the oldest seaports in the country. So it has a lot of that seafaring uh, pirate and... You know, old captains from back-in-the-day history, which, of course, everyone loves. So our downtown tour kind of goes through this beautiful historic drawbridge that still, you know, if you went down there, you probably saw it open mm-hmm. up. It's mm-hmm. been there for over 100 years. And we go down over the drawbridge and tell stories of the sea captains and colonial practices, and we go to buildings from the 1700s to the 1800s. that have had all kinds of crazy things happen. And then we do a Colonial Burial Ground uh, cemetery tour twice a week as well down there.
0: Now, Courtney, how did you get your start in doing ghost tours in Mystic?
4: Sure. So I grew up having a haunted house where, you know, um, if you've ever seen the Conjuring movies, the Warren team came to my house when I was 15. And oh. so that really like, was a, a pivotal moment in my life in regarding the paranormal and the supernatural. But it was not something that I (laughs) I was excited about when I was growing up. (laughs) It was more traumatic. Uh, But I really grew to love history, and I still had that in the back of my mind, that maybe history would bring answers to the paranormal and some of the things that I encountered. So I started researching that, and I also lived in Burlington, Vermont, for a time. And I met Thea Lewis, who does Queen City Ghost Walk. She's It was a really big inspiration for me, too.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think Thea Thea's great. We've actually been um, really lucky to to stop in and take one of her tours when we were up in, in Burlington. And it's great when you're able to connect with other people that do what you do and be inspired and, and be able to, to put together your own tours and, and figure out what it is that people like. And I think Mystic is one of those places that definitely calls to you. You want to know about the people that are there. And what an interesting way to, to come into it through your own experience. And if, if folks don't know who the Warrens are, I mean, they were really some of the pioneers in the paranormal and dealt with some some pretty scary stories back in the day of, of hauntings and, and possessions, and e- even their traveling museum is, is kind of freaky and inspires all sorts of folks out there, um, not only ghost tours, but people in the paranormal.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, they were in Connecticut, so we were really lucky. Uh, that they were kind of the go-to people in our region if you're <laughs> experiencing things so that's always kind of been there and mystic has always been a huge part of everyone's life if you grow up in connecticut so that was kind of a done deal to pick them for a ghost walk
0: <laughs> oh that's great now courtney when when someone comes out on a tour what's your approach to people that are, you know, we, we we get them all the time. You know, usually it's half of our tour. They're like totally into it, and the other half they're like, yeah, well, you know, I gotta see something to believe it. What's what, what's your
4: approach? Yeah, so I always in the beginning of every tour talk to people about the importance of having both believers and skeptical believers. I call them on <laughs> each tour. Because everyone brings something unique. And I tell the skeptics, you know, your job is to keep us believers grounded so we don't jump to conclusions. But there are things that we can't explain. And if we can't explain them, you know, then we'll get really excited. And so that kind of makes them feel more included because sometimes there are things like people capture pictures that are of a person where there wasn't a person walking or there's a sound or a light that goes off where no one was and so that's always really fun to kind of see their faces when that happens Um, but in the sum of it the history is so I guess crucial to the tour being a success because history speaks to everybody we all have people in the past we can relate to so it kind of draws in those who aren't fully on the dose part of it that kind of still be included.
2: Oh that's that's great. We we kind of get that too. Oh, oh. <laughs> we uh we get that on the tours a lot too. We we'll uh, a show of hands who uh who believes and who doesn't and we always you know ask them to keep an open mind and Yeah. And uh, yeah. and we you know, we give them a lot of history on our tours as well. So. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: And I think that helps, you know, because history even the skeptics are like well i still got something out of this but i just love when people change their mind at the end of a tour that's (laughs) the (coughs) best well i think without
0: the history you don't have a context for the ghost story so it's so important
2: it's yeah it's it's true it's sometimes they they need the history in the background
4: right and i tell people on every tour i tell them you know like I encourage you to not see the history as something so far in the past you can't relate, but to see little bits of these characters in yourself and a little bit of you in them, and and it will be easier than you think to have that happen.
1: These guys up in Portsmouth, they have the luxury of doing the tours and telling the stories and telling the histories right in front of the buildings and right in the areas where they actually occurred. And is Mystic similar in that? There's still a lot of historic architecture around where you can tell the stories in the spots where you know it happened right here in this building oh my
4: gosh yeah yeah it's so amazing to be like standing out a building and and say you know we're standing right where the civil war office was we're standing right where this revolutionary war captain you know was doing his thing and we're standing where this body was uncovered in the street you know so it's that of course makes it that much better to have them right at that spot. And as you tell the story, you can just envision what Mystic looks like during those years, and it, and it just makes it all the more real. What's
0: something about Mystic that you find a lot of people are surprised to hear?
4: Uh, most people are completely surprised that Mystic is the site of the first massacre in North America. Oh. Uh, that blows people's minds, but I would say it's that. Can you give us a little bit of information about that? Sure. So uh, Mystic, of course, was um, the home to the indigenous Pequot tribe Mm. in Connecticut region, or what is now Connecticut, specifically down near Mystic. And when the British arrived in the 1630s, there wasn't a great relationship between between them and the Pequots. And there was this gentleman named John Mason who... uh, asked the Pequots to leave the region. And and, and some, they said, no, you know, like, who who do you think you are? And uh, that led to this escalation of cruelty between the two populations, and the Pequots were starting to murder some of the British folks to try to push them out. And John Mason decided that he was just going to uh, make sure they were all gone and that they wouldn't have to deal with it. So the British and the Narragansetts actually approached the last, Pequot Fort that existed in Mystic and burned them alive in the middle of the night, Ooh. 700 of them. Wow. So that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Now, were there any ghost stories left in their wake? Yeah, we have some really interesting things. There's, uh, I guess you would call it the typical haunting of people still smelling phantom smoke and hearing screams in the distance in that particular part of town. But I think the coolest haunting that came <coughs> from that, if you want to call it that, is that we have this really bad luck with having fires and Mystic, mysterious fires for hundreds of years oh. that just decimate our buildings and cause them to be rebuilt time and again. And they always occur at the same time that the massacre occurred just before dawn, usually the same time of year in the spring. And it's just very much only in the area around where the massacre happened. And so we have the highest fire insurance rates in Connecticut because oh our gosh. buildings burning down, and uh, there's no other reason other than supernatural to explain it. Interesting. Yeah, it's bizarre, but it's, 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 it's definitely fascinating and causes us to remember them. Oh my god, what a great
0: story. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard that. No, I hadn't heard that either. See, look look at all the things we missed when we were down there already. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: now we got to go back for a tour.
0: Well, and and, and I have to ask, and I, I would assume Courtney people would ask you this too, so we went to, of course, the, the Mystic Museum down there, and um, we, we spent a lot of time, however, we realized that we didn't get a chance to see everything while mm-hmm. we were there because they, they apparently keep the, the gates open till 6, but they close the buildings at 5, and I thought we had the extra hour. So we ran out of time. We, we ran out of time. I was so disappointed because there were some things I wanted to see, and I wanted to find out if any of the buildings at the museum were haunted that you know of.
4: Yeah, so the, of course the Charles Morgan ship is known to be the most haunted at the Seaport Museum. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, and there's been a variety of stories with that, but one story that sticks out to me about the museum actually came from one of my guests. And they moved an old schoolhouse from Mystic. As you know, at Mystic Seaport, they take they took some of the old buildings from around town that have survived and kind of recreated the historic village as mm-hmm. a museum. And one of them was an old schoolhouse. And one of my guests came and they said, you know, when I was there when I was little with my brother, my parents took us, you know, an educational summer vacation trip. And we were going through the schoolhouse. And my brother sat down at this desk and he said, this was my school. My teacher's name was Miss So-and-so. I learned to write this here. And he started speaking almost in old English. And he said he had a different name. And the boy just started acting completely odd. So he left the museum, and the boy went back to himself and didn't recall ever saying anything. And then when they showed him a picture of the schoolhouse later, he simply said, yeah, I went to school there, but it was a long time ago. Uh, So I thought that that was just so, so peculiar, and they were able to match names and incidents that he said at that moment to families that were in Mystic and children that attended that school. So that was that was really interesting for me, and so now I just think of that schoolhouse as just one of the creepiest places in the museum.
0: Oh, that's good and spooky. I like yeah. that.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was odd, but but it really struck me. I thought there's no explanation for this, you know, six-year-old child to think in such a way. Mm. I went, did, we,
0: did we go in the schoolhouse when we were down there, Ken? I remember we went into, obviously we went on to the ship been. We went in and out of some buildings. I don't recall if we went into. We the might not have made it in time. I'll have to. I'll have to take a look at our pictures mm-hmm. and see because I know we made it into some of the buildings. And it and and that's what's so great about Mystic and and you know Portsmouth and the like too is for for us when we walk into one of these places you're automatically transported in time and you open up to the possibility of ghosts. And that's one of the first things that I think about is, geez, I wonder if this is haunted. I wonder if, you know, there's, there's a story here that's yet to be told. Do you find
4: that you feel the same way, Courtney? Oh, absolutely. Every time I go in a new building, pretty much anywhere in Southeastern Connecticut, I'm like hoping someone comes out to tell me a story, but I'm looking around too. And I'm just trying to see what I can vibe and feel and, think about what happens there it's just you know it's partially because your ghost tour guidance what you do but it's also because in new england we're really privileged to be able to feel the events of what happens there and have history just surround us and that's always awesome
0: well I, i think that's that's great for us because the best way that's put into perspective for me is by doing the ghost tours when we see people from you know, Canada and California and England and all around the world. We just had some folks from Australia on our tour and they look at these locations through a completely different perspective because they're coming to visit us. And, and that continues to keep my appreciation going for a while. You know, how how lucky and how blessed we are to be here, to be able to tell the stories of the past in front of these places. So I almost feel that, you know, we're, we're kind of carrying the light for these people and passing it on to these other people who are going to remember it and in some cases want to come back.
4: Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I even get chills sometimes when I just talk about them because it's like, you know, you just feel honored to be able to share their story. And you have these folks who would have never heard about them otherwise Mm -hmm. who now will hold a little bit of them in their hearts. And that, you know, especially in the cemetery where I feel like, you know, we're really getting into the personal stories of people at their resting place and Mm -hmm. to... To know that those stories are being carried on it just it's heartwarming
0: yeah i am i am right there with that um sentiment in regards to the burial grounds we we do a tour called the shadows and stones and our cemetery goes back to the 1650s in portsmouth it's the oldest in the state and even just this past week it was freezing cold blustery and we're all bundled up and we're going down to the waterfront and That's where the cemetery is. And I'm like, oh, geez, you know, this is going to be a rough (laughs) night. You know, it's it's just just horrible. And when the tour was over, people were hugging me and they were immediately writing their feedback online. And I was like, you know, obviously the weather did not matter as freezing as we were. They were there to hear the stories and to have the experience and how awesome was that to be able to guide them through this experience and oh yeah
4: i I love when that happens isn't it the best
0: (laughs) it it is the best it just it reinforces that you know it doesn't matter if it's you know sunny and 70 or if it's you know 35 and windy that people are are still there they're seeking and they're asking tell me about your your cemetery courtney sure
4: so whitehall burial Ground is much like the one that you described on your tour and the fact that it dates to about the 1650s for the first burials uh which of course is not the oldest in connecticut but it's one of the oldest which is fantastic and a lot of it goes back to these really big founding families of mystic and who essentially formed the town but also did these wild things afterwards and we have everything from people who discovered mysterious mass graves and were thought to be serial killers for a while before their name was cleared that are buried in there, to captains who did fight in those early colonial and Indian wars, and we have the 1st freed slave in Connecticut that's buried there. So that's really, really unique uh, people that we get to talk to, and I always just feel privileged to be able to talk about everything from— Patriots who died fighting Benedict Arnold to abolitionists that you know were the forefront of the community. So I just I just love all the people buried in there so much, and I love sharing their stories. But uh, it's like yours when it gets really cold and windy, you worry. But people get so invested in the stories of these people that they soon forget that they're uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I think that to me just continues to amaze me. I mean, because you know we've been doing this for. For 17 years, and I remember, all, you know, all afternoon, I was telling my husband, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be so cold tonight. <laughs> it's going to be rough out there. Are people even going to care about the ghost stories? And they do. It was like magic. They do. They yeah. do. They're
4: troopers. We had one where the wind chill was like 11 degrees. Oh. And I told them all, you know, you can reschedule. You don't have to be here. <laughs> um <laughs> But they were like worth staying. They had their heated blankets and the comforters from their beds wrapped around them, and they just had a grand
0: time
2: and so appreciate that
0: well, yeah one of the one of my uh favorite things to say at the end of one of those tours when people are all up, bundled up is that I love to hear the sounds of mittens clapping at the end of a tour. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> yes, I love that that's awesome. <laughs>
0: So I did want to give a, um, a little shout out to Matt, who is listening from the Greater Adirondack Hello. Ghost and Tour Company. And um, his comments are great. He said, excellent point. We are certainly lucky to have such a depth of history here on the East Coast. However, I always find it amazing talking with our guests from overseas when they mention buildings that are still used after that are a thousand years old. Yeah, I know we're 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 young over here with our you know sixteen whatever and we, we're babies. <laughs> we are we are to us it feels old, but true. We get people on the tours and they're like, oh well, you know the there's this castle from you know two thousand years ago that's you know down the road from where I live and it's 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 all perspective. But I I think too you know we we are we are the history keepers whether it's a thousand years old whether it's hundred years old or three hundred years old. So
4: oh yeah, and it's all pertinent and. it's all important and it all speaks to us but i do laugh because i did take a ghost tour when i was on my honeymoon in paris with my husband and we took you know i know ghost tours on a honeymoon but you guys love it oh we know yeah we're right there there. (laughs) so we took the ghost tour and this guy was fantastic right and 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 he's talking about the real life sweeney todd was in paris and all these crazy things and then he points at the street and he's like Hey, we had a king that was beheaded here, and I was like, "I will never have that." <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, no. <laughs> I will never have that story, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, I yeah. See, I have such an, an appreciation for that. I'd be beside myself, and I, I love that. And we, I think that's one of the things that's on our list of, of you know more places to go outside of New England to kind of experience what other stories are that go back, you know, much further than the founding of even New England. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um...
4: I'm actually really excited. I went on just a personal vacation earlier this year with my husband to Scotland, and we just love meeting people everywhere we go and getting to know about their culture and their history. And we met this guy who owned an old castle that was an Airbnb. And he was like, why don't you do a ghost tour? You know, bring your people from over there, over here. And I said, I don't know. I don't know if people would come. And he was like, let's try it. And so we're trying to plan, and we worked with a travel agency, and we're going to do our first international ghost tour next year. We're going to do a week in Scotland. And I'm just so, so pumped. I've been researching like crazy.
0: (laughs) I see that uh, on your website. And it's not just the castle that you're planning. But St. Andrew's Cathedral, Loch Ness, um, oh, my God, all these amazing places, the Cairns. I mean, now you're not only getting into the history for me, you're getting into myth and legend and magic. These are all places that, to me, are incredibly mythical. And the ghost stories are just the icing on the cake.
4: Right, right, the Druids and all of that, where all our superstitions and beliefs kind of stem from is from these Celtic cultures for a lot of us. So you're exactly right, honoring that and, and taking people to the standing stones and the cairns and where all of these souls were basically put to rest but also honored. I'm just so excited. I'm really excited to be doing it. But it gives me chills because it's you know just goes back to, like you said, the founding of all of these beliefs.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, the the energy there must be amazing. We have um, we have friends who have they do uh, every, at least once a year. They go over to England to the Chalice Well and to Avebury and all of the magical sites and. They'll often bring back, you know, little little uh, jars of of holy water and a little bit of dirt and just all all these little amazing little bits of kind of the natural environment there. And they bring it back and we keep it in a sacred place. And even in just these little things, you're like, wow, this just, it feels so magical. Imagine where this came from. And um, just, I... yeah, I do the same thing. You know, maybe I don't like I don't always put it in a
4: in a magical place, but like we went to this place called the. Um, fairy glens and we also did the fairy pools which of course it's natural wonders but Mm -hmm. everyone says they're so beautiful the fairies must have had a hand in it and I just took little rocks from the places just one or two and brought them home and I look at them I'm like my fairy rock Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so it just kind of brings back that little memory and that magic of being something so beautiful
0: Well, the story is you are going to come back with from this trip. I I am dying to see photos, first of all, and I can't wait to hear about the experience over there. And I think that's a great idea for anybody who is running a ghost tour company is to really branch out and do some of these different things because you don't have to just have the ghost stories in your town. And that's why we're New England Curiosities, not Portsmouth Curiosities, because there's so many other stories out there to go and explore. And with somebody who is knowledgeable like yourself and open and experienced, that is your perfect guide for an adventure like this.
4: No, thank you. And what you guys do has been inspirational because we're a lot newer. We're only five years old uh, as a tour company. But I've always kind of researched, like, Are there any other tours that do more than one city, that do more than one event? And you guys were top on the list for people that really do all-inclusive, multiple things and are always coming up with new stories, new things to do. And I thought, you know, that's fantastic. That's kind of what I want to do. And so we've been expanding. We do two in Connecticut. We do tours in Salem, Massachusetts now. And... And we're going to do international. And I just kind of want people to know that history and mystery is everywhere. It doesn't have to be at just one place, one time, one town. Uh, and you guys have been a big inspiration with, with everything you do up in northern New England, which is fantastic.
0: Oh, thank you. And I, I think we, we reached the point probably like five or six years ago where we sat down and thought about it. And, and you know, particularly in writing writing the books, we were like, there's so... Many more stories and our guests come from all over. How do we better serve them so, you know, with the trolley, we're able now to expand our tours to different communities. And then coming out and doing speaking engagements and little one-off events like that is great. And I, I think really once you start doing that, the sky is the limit. So I think this, this first trip to Scotland that you're making is going to be one of mm-hmm. many. And we'll definitely be watching to see um, what comes up that you're doing. Because for for us, we too want to go on these adventures. It's just, you know... We're busy guiding folks around town telling the a ghost story, so we don't get to <laughs> oh, away totally a lot. I get it.
4: I totally get it. I, I did, you know, what is every control freak's nightmare at first. And I hired guides to help me out so that I can work in other towns. And um, I was really scared because, you know, like when you create a tour and you learn the stories, it's like your, your baby, mm-hmm. you know? And is someone else going to tell that story the right way? Are they going to honor them correctly? Um, but I, I've got a couple phenomenal guys so that they can hold down the fort in miss Six when I go do things like Scotland. And God bless them, you know, they're doing a great job. So I, my control freak self had to learn.
0: <laughs> nice. I, I, I keep saying if I hire people, I will be the worst boss ever.
4: <laughs> I, I will be the <laughs> worst. I know, I know sometimes I definitely snap at them. I'm like, what do you mean someone, you know, was skeptical? Did you talk to them? Like what, what was happening? <laughs> But they're patient with me, and they're like, "Courtney, we got this. You're fine." <laughs> good, good.
0: That, that that's always a good comfort when you can you can trust people with all of your hard work. Now yeah. I am gonna ask the Lou question because he's always interested on, on every show. Are there any good haunted eateries in Mystic?
1: That's the Ken question.
0: I just that's I just a I,
2: I, I'm in. Too. I'm, I'm in on my, with Ken. Yeah, he's on my side.
0: Yeah. Okay, so there so are, the
4: Ken and Lou uh, question. You're going to laugh because sometimes if you ever take our downtown Mystic tour, it's going to feel slightly like a restaurant tour. We have so many <laughs> restaurants and old buildings. But I do have a favorite, and my favorite is the Captain Daniel Packer Inn. Uh, and it's a restaurant in a 1754 establishment that was once a and b that hosted everyone from George Washington to traveling circuses and was run by the sea captain. And... And he's seen around there, and they've had glasses fly across rooms. They've had bar doors open and shut on their own. They have music turn on on its own, and they have a creepy mirror where they say, if you look inside, you can see the ghost of the past looking back at you. So that's fantastic. And then it gets up the creepy level because a 7-year-old girl from the family died of scarlet fever in the inn, and she's often seen running around giggling and bouncing a ball and talking to guests as if she's alive. So um, that is probably my favorite haunted restaurant, the Captain Daniel Packer Inn in Mystic.
0: So what sort of food do they do there? Because we gotta, we got to fully flush this one out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> for sure. They do everything. I feel like they have a full surf and turf type menu. Uh, the main floor is finer dining, so you want to kind of reserve time and attire for that. But they do have a tavern, on the ground floor, which is very casual, live music, and uh, everything from, you know, our, our hot buttered lobster rolls here in Connecticut, you know, your burgers and everything like that. So they have something for everyone. So
0: does that sound good to you guys? Sounds
1: delicious to me. Listen, you can <laughs> chase ghosts, or you can chase ghosts with a meal.
0: <laughs>
4: I know yeah, which way yeah, I'm going. Why uh, not
1: combine the two? Yeah.
4: <laughs> you have to have good sustenance before you
0: go with them for ghosts, Right. <laughs> you need that energy oh that's that's fabulous. <laughs> so so courtney what do, what do you have um coming up because for for us our season's starting to wind down a, a little bit we're going to be switching to all trolley up until the holidays and then uh the trolley gets put away and we hibernate What what's your season looking like for the remainder
4: Sure. So we um, we were a little bug last Saturday because we had a nor'easter. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. And Mother Nature and I had words about nor'easters <laughs> on the Saturday before <laughs> Halloween not being acceptable. Um, so we went out. We went out and we did our three tours that night. However, our numbers were not what they typically are. Obviously, mm. um, so we have done a scheduled an on this coming weekend, so we're going to do every tour on Saturday night, and we're doing a paranormal investigation of the cemetery with all our gizmos and gadgets. So we're going to do that this coming weekend, and we have a tour every night this week. After that, it winds down a little. We still have our regular tours up through Thanksgiving, and, and then we'll probably do a couple holiday strolls, and we really wind down for a couple months before we come back around St. Patrick's Day. So you're, you're back at it in March. Yeah, we didn't used to be, uh, but a lot of school vacations here in Connecticut are, start planning for April, and people really get the cabin fever and want to come outside, so, uh, so they started saying, what do you mean you're not doing them? You know, it suddenly hit 50 degrees, and we're in New England. We've got to go outside. So, so we expanded our season to start earlier than when we did, which was May. Yeah, we usually
0: we usually tell our guests that the tours start back up in mud season, so when, when a, <laughs> yeah. when, whenever it's decent in March is usually when we try to start the tours up again, and it's all dependent on, you know, how how the snow is and and how easily we can get the trolley in and out, and then we usually start the walking tours usually like late April, early May. So it's 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 always contingent on Mother Nature; she really dictates our our full schedule. We'd love to go year-round, and we do private tours in in the winter. We've actually been out in the snow in Portsmouth for for some folks that were willing to go out, but it's kind of nice just to hibernate a little bit because that's when we do a lot of our research. Do you find that that's a good time for you to to sit down and kind of rehash some stories or add some new layers? Absolutely.
4: So we we wind down in the winter, but it can always be, I don't know if you guys feel this, but when you have so many people coming to you in October, it's almost like this adrenaline rush, and Mm -hmm. then when they all go away, you're like, what is my life? What am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and so you start to get, like, this little, like, downslope. So it's really important to kind of invest in the research then so you know that you're still working for the next season. It's not that far away. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to create right now a new walking tour route in Mystic. So we have a couple. So I'm excited, actually, for the winter to work on that. And we do do the private tours upon request in the winter. If you'll bravely go out in the snow, so will I. Uh, That's how I feel about it. But it's a great time to research and write. I have a couple of books, and so I usually do my writing in the winter. So what are the books that you have, Courtney? Uh, They're with the same publisher as many of yours, I think. uh, The History Craft. Yep. Yes. And so my first one is about mystic, haunted mystic, naturally. And then I just have one other, and it's about the Revolutionary War ghosts throughout Connecticut. And so that's One that came out a couple of years ago, I'm going back and forth on which one I want to do next. I have a couple of ideas, so I have to really narrow that down.
0: Well, it, it it's funny. Once you're at least a couple of books in, then I find for a lot of people they're like, "Okay, so when's your next book coming out?" And if you delay, then people are like, "So are you writing this new book? Like, I'm waiting for this book." So it's um, I'm I'm seven books in right now, and people are basically hitting me over the head. They're like, "So it's been like four years since you wrote your last book. Are you writing anymore?" Biggest and I'm question like, "Right now." Yeah, that is. That's one of the biggest questions. So I I've got to take this winter too, and. And sit down and try to it get happens. it going. I know, happens, and
4: you're like, geez, I'm writing ghost tours, I'm giving tours, I'm promoting tours, I'm trying.
0: <laughs> just, just a little busy. Yeah, we're, we're all just a little bit busy, you know, trying to <laughs> try to run these vast international companies here of ghost tours. <laughs> yeah.
4: But I get it, I get asked, like, so what are you writing now? And I'm like, um, I'm giving tours now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't be everywhere all at the same time as much as I would like to be. We talk about cloning ourselves all the time on this show. We wish right. we could, but we yeah. just can't. I feel
4: the same way. Like, is, could there be two of me so I can give two tours at once? Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh my God, if we could do that for October, it would be great because I take and clone one of myself to be napping for the whole month.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. I woke up the other day, like, after our midnight investigation as the Nor'easter was leaving, and I was like, oh, it's almost noon. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we're, we're very
0: similar, Courtney. Oh, yeah. We're cut from the same cloth Up you went I. Yep, we're cut from the same cloth. Courtney, how do we find your, your ghost tours, and what do you want people to know?
4: Sure, so for any information on our tours and events and all of that fun stuff, our website's really got all the information, and that's seasideshadows.com. It'll give you information on Mystic and Salem, and we have a little page about Scotland and what's coming up for there. So if you visit there and, and take a read and still have questions, you can, of course, call and email me anytime, and I'll make sure to get the answers.
0: Fantastic. And you guys have a Facebook page
4: as well? We do. We do have all of the social media. I'm I'm working on being better at that. So we have uh, Seaside Shadows Haunted History Tours on Facebook and we're at Seaside Shadows on Instagram and Twitter. So if you can follow us, of course we would love that.
0: Well, definitely you should because the, the folks that do ghost tours and research them this is this is a way of life and trust me whether you're into the ghost stories or just the history it sounds like you guys have a good grasp of both and it would be a great time out so the next time we come to mystic we're gonna put you on our list and i do want to get back to mystic and stonington it's one of my favorite places in southern new england it's so, really close for us yeah so. we'll we'll have to connect when we come down there and we'll swap more stories with you
4: I would love that, and i had to come up and see you guys. Isn't it a bummer that when you give the tours, you never get to do as many as you want, you know? <laughs> true. So I've got to take time to come up and see you guys. Put one of my guides out there and trust them, you know? <laughs> And, and
0: I need to trust myself to find a guide to do
4: that. Yeah. I mean, I, you're one step ahead
0: of me there. Right? I haven't gotten there, but absolutely, we'd love to host you if you came up to our, our beautiful awesome. city. Awesome.
4: And thank you for chatting with me. This has been really fun. Absolutely. And and I wish
0: you a wonderful Halloween week that's restful and wild weather free.
4: Oh, same same for you.
0: Let's hope for better this week. <laughs> you got it. Take care, Courtney. Thank you so much. Uh- no problem. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, us ghost tour guides—we're all the same. Oh
1: yeah. It's a good tour, though. This is—I'm enjoying these shows.
0: Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you going to do next week when we don't do one?
1: I don't know. I'll probably <laughs> enjoy, we'll enjoy to, whatever it is you're doing. There. We'll have to, yeah, think of, <laughs> think of something else. Well, yeah. we'll
0: we'll rehash the whole month of October and oh. it's, its highs and its lows. The, the year in review. The year in review, but but by far our busiest year. We sat down and looked at our calendar. Last year versus this year, and we're up, I'd say, probably two to three times the volume of tours, and two to three times. Two to three times. Yeah, so maybe two at least to three doubles. times the yeah. amount of people that we're having on our tours this year. Um, We we didn't have such an aggressive schedule last year. This year, um, it was aggressive and we were able to to fill it, so. We had to, because the demand was just through the roof. And it still is, it still is. People are still calling and they're still angry they can't get on a tour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So my favorite question with my kids is, what did you learn? What are you going to apply for, apply for next year?
0: That's that's what we've got to talk about.
1: Well, yeah. once we
2: once we're through the insanity, we are going to review. Yeah, and we see we've what got we to do down. so. Yeah, yeah, do it while it's fresh.
1: Since oh, definitely. Oh, it's
2: fresh, like, all
0: right. Some notes
1: and, oh,
2: definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, trust me, the phone's still ringing. Even as we're sitting here, the phone is ringing. Yeah, what
2: worked? What didn't? Yeah, what, um, didn't work. what can we do better? How can we expand without killing ourselves?
0: Frequently asked questions page. Ken's vying for
2: because <laughs> we don't have one. That might. Help a little bit. But
0: even though the confirmations have the information, but maybe a, a, a new addition to the yeah, website. Yeah,
2: they get overlooked nice. or people don't read them
0: sometimes. Yeah.
2: I don't get it. They're
0: too excited to come on the tour. So it's got
2: all the information you
1: need.
0: not read the fine print. Yep. So we kind of said that there was something, something special. Coming at the end of the show, and we were sad because Lou was so disappointed last week because we didn't tell her what we were working uh, on. Yes, that's hurt. <laughs> <I> was hurt. Was <laughs> hurt.
2: You know, it, it's like nothing. to think I'm part of the team. Here. And <laughs> you no are wine, came out of nowhere. F- no wine before its time. It had to be. It well, had
0: to be perfect.
2: The best it could be. We didn't want to, uh, nothing to fall through the cracks. It had to be mm-hmm. just right. Yep.
0: No, and um, it's it's something that. It got out of hand, as things <laughs> generally do. It started out as a little conversation and a little idea um, between a friend of mine. Now, and those will get you every time. It was, it, and that's exactly what happened. It was yeah. supposed to be just this little thing. and
2: Well, it was a conversation it, between these insanely talented people, so of course it's just blew out of proportion into this giant project It,
0: it did and it has been nothing but synchronicity all the way and um it really just started out as as a song and a story and now it's a short film it's called the woodland alchemy and it is full of so many talented people that i know from Uh, director and filmmaker to music makers to songwriters Um, I myself wrote the script for the movie I'm in the movie as well and it is just phenomenal what's happening with it and we're doing our VIP screening coming up On November 17th for everybody that was involved with the project and we're currently looking at a venue for the public screening which I have a lot of choices in front of me right now so I'm just trying to figure out the best and if we're going to do it in December or January and it's just a matter of picking out the date Um, but this is all original music um, sung and performed by two friends of mine who are insanely talented Mm -hmm. and um, really push their boundaries because they've never performed music like this in kind of this uh, darker spooky almost haunted tone and uh, we're just really impressed with the dedication everybody's put into this project so uh, what we've decided to do is to play uh, the soundtrack uh, for the trailer and a little bit of it it's just a, a few minutes long but it, I thought it would be kind of spooky enough to play here for <laughs> Halloween mm-hmm. week so Lou's gonna cue that up and if you want to just sit back and listen to the Woodland Alchemy.
3: Mystify woodland alchemy and satisfy these charms. Power of air, charge our spirit as the sunlight warms, calling to those who will willingly join us in this rite. The purity of the light holds me, guides me, and enfolds me. Wellspring of earthly delights, charge me with the strength to face my fears. The sacred flames are kindled. As fire springs from fingertips and is brought to the earth. I float weightless like a feather upon the water, calling to those who will willingly join us in this rite. The earth is full of others, beings who think and live much as we do, but exist just outside of our ordinary understanding. The energies grow and radiate as a shift can be felt as the elemental energies combine and assemble. In dreams and entrances you have seen her. Hearken now, the darkness comes. We remember our fears within the darkness. We come to terms with our shadow, change, and death. The air is stimulated by the rich smell of resins and herbs, who sent waft up in spirals, creating silent figures in the darkness, moving and shape-shifting as they linger and then lift higher. Wax melts, and the power is sent forth. Described words of a secret book spill out through one thousand voices, by hill and wind, by flame and brook, by leaf and tree under the stars within the earth. The death we all face, and the shadow shows us the way. A deep breath as time stops.
0: There you have it. Wow. What do you think?
1: When did you want to play the harp? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our friend.
0: That's that's oh, my, my that's beautiful just, friend, Jenna Green.
1: Uh, talented, talented. V-
0: very, very talented people. That's Next week singing.
1: on the show, we'll have the audio uh, the video, too, okay. from, from the trailer. We can, again. We can do that. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. I love <laughs> oh. so so it. So g- give us the elevator pitch on it, or s- what can you give away?
0: I can I can give away a, a fairly good bit. Um, the piece is you know as, as you can you can sense there's there's a, a darker element to it. There's a ghostly element to it. Um, the element of facing your fears and trying to combine the energy to get past what might hold you back but also honoring that within each of us there is a dark and light and how do we find that balance how do we honor our ancestors that are around us and this piece brings it together not only lyrically but musically and also in the environment so you're going to be outdoors in the woods kind of Combining with the energies of nature. And again, the beautiful cinematography really speaks yeah. to what we're trying to convey. And we actually filmed it a year ago. So it's, it's this time of year. It's late fall. And the energies of going within and what you find when you go within. So, so it's almost as if you found this magical book and it's guiding you on this journey and you're absorbed to see where it's going to take you. Is
1: it a story or is it a exploration of some of these principles that you just talked about or it's a, both? A journey? Both. Yeah. It's both. I'd say a journey. It's journey. both.
0: It's it's definitely a journey. And I I think when you come out on the other side, it brings up a lot of how we process, whether it's just spiritual energy, whether it's our own sense of what is spiritual to us and not being afraid, you know, again, facing your fears. And what is that fear based in? And what you connect with to to kind of feel that you know that higher power or that energy that's around us for your own personal balance.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of I, I don't want I hate the self help term, but that's it's okay. But it's kind of that thing with in the wrapping of a story or the wrapping of a plot line. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
2: In a, in a magical way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In a in a, in a very magical. Unconventional way. There's there's three um, there's three songs that were written for the piece. And, and originally, the project just started out as one song and uh, one intention for the piece. And as all of the the footage was being viewed, the notion was that th- it's just too good for one song. Right. There's just too much. We we'd have to cut out too much.
2: And there was more to tell.
0: And there was there was still much more to tell. So it ended up expanding into two other songs, which there's a whole story as to how magically that happened. And again,
2: personal journeys are yeah. involved. And, and...
0: and each song is a personal journey. Yeah. So um, there's, there's myself, Jenna Green, Stacy Lynn Shepard, um, that's uh, Nate Higgins, who it's, is my cohort at Dedwicks as well. And it's all of our journeys combined and reflecting on that. And again, in these very compelling environments.
1: What you'll see next week, and you heard it here, but what you'll see next week is that this is not a Super Eight home project. This is no. just no, quality is... work from the soundtrack on up. The cinematography you mentioned, yeah, this is, is big very time cinema. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's. It, at, I I can't even begin to tell you how many thousands of hours have gone into this project, and um, I really I really have to thank my co-producer and and director and filmmaker Chad Cordner who really stepped up to the plate assisted. insanely talented. Yeah, he's he's in, insanely talented. Um he's assisted by Kevin Russell, uh supported by PPM TV, also New England Curiosities as a producer of this and it's just really taken on a life of its own and people that have been we uh did an event last week and people saw the trailer and they sat there and like we need to see that trailer again. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's much more than I can even describe in words. Mm-hmm. It's something that you're going to have to see. And, and the trailer does not give away an what's inkling of what's going <laughs> to happen.
1: Have you seen the final piece?
0: Uh, I have I have it's it's still yeah. being massaged There's because we're 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 all yeah, insanely crazy yeah. and we won't take our hands off of it until the 11th hour but it is absolutely amazing the special effects are second to none The the music is phenomenal in mm-hmm. this and really helps carry the piece along with the visuals and It's funny you know, when that, you
1: get to a video or your book or you've see, you've probably gone through the process a couple of times when you see the final piece and or hold it in your hand or whatever and you realize it's separate from you it's It's like, it came through you, Mm -hmm. but it's like, wow, this is, you know. It's got a life of its own now. Yeah, it's just kind of, there's this detachment to it Mm -hmm. when when it gets to that point that's really kind of satisfying.
2: And and you nailed it, Louie. It's not a backyard Super 8 home video. It's the real deal.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And we're um we're super, super excited. So we'll be talking about that as we go forward and giving more information as to where it can be seen. Um, it's it's actually going to go on a bit of a tour for a while before it's in any, you know, any sort of release. But um we'll we'll bring the trailer to you guys next What's week so you tour? can you can watch it. A tour. A tour. A okay.
2: tour. There could be some film festivals gonna involved. There's going to be yeah. some
0: some film festivals and some events that we're bringing it to, which we will let you know that as, she is building yeah, as, yeah, as That we I speak. am I am working on right now, and uh, I just got the tour poster for uh, poster. for the event. Yeah. So so the, that's going to be part of it too. We're going to add where because it's, it's just be not right bottom. to throw
1: this trailer out and then not allow people to see it. Oh, absolutely. Oh no, yeah. it's, it's
0: coming. Yeah, it's okay. coming. We uh, hopefully over the next week, if not. Two weeks, we should have um, where you can actually go and see it. As far as it'll, it'll be Portsmouth to start, yeah. but um, it already has a, a couple other destinations. So, and we'll be
1: bringing it up from there. Yes, it will bring it, it up from there. I gotta get you to my town, get you to the firehouse in Newburyport. That, that's built for. Well, then the let's built let's, let's talk. <laughs> yeah
0: then then let's make that happen mm-hmm. so Woodland Alchemy and we thought that'd be great to let you guys hear it this week for Halloween oh, and there'll be more to come and we'll be out there with our ghosties this week <laughs> for more information about tours and events you can find us at com. of course our Facebook page we're on Instagram, RoxyZW if you want to follow my adventures and that brings us to the end of wow. another Wicked Curious show I can't believe it, it's Halloween. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Courtney for joining us from Seaside Shadows. And we will be back next week and have an amazing Halloween. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll see you at the Portsmouth Halloween Parade. And as always, stay wicked curious.